Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to break down the NFC Championship game and the results. Do we think they were fair or foul? Also, I have the letter to read about the Super Bowl, and I'm sure you look forward to hearing this letter, including the Super Bowl. Also, we will break down our selection of the NBA All-Star starters. Yes, we will choose who will be starters for the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. In our Magnificent Vibes Music Table discussion, we will talk about Erica Badu's getting booed off the stage in Chicago because of her defense of R. Kelly. We'll tap into that. And in our Theater Space segment, we're going to address a blasphemous article written about Harold's chicken. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, kick up your feet, put your hands behind your head, put the headphones on, listen, and enjoy the show. Yo, what's good, what's good? Once again, it's on. Be <laughs> once, back. Once again, once again, I'm ready to do this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We I got a special. I actually got my notes today. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. Uh, I'm in the, I'm live recording in the Career Builder office once again. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I like it, man. I like it. We're, 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 we're official now. We're, we're licensed. <laughs> exactly, we licensed thanks to Joe's uh, barbershop, my new home. They 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 messed up giving us our own offices. <laughs> <laughs> they did, they did. <laughs> we gonna have the folks up in here. <laughs> we gonna have Javon, Victor, all up in here, you know, playing video games, reporting live. <laughs> we got video games in the other room too, free, free. And we got the hockey. We got ping pong up in here. I'm going to bring an ice chest full of 40 ounces. Hey, hey. <laughs> do it. Do it. Let's go. <laughs> um, dude, where you where, where you recording live at? Man, dude, I'm actually recording live from Harper's Court, man, in, uh, in Hyde Park, man. I'm, I'm out here about to rob me a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shouts out to Dr. Wax, man. Man, rest in peace, Dr. Wax. That's the only reason why I went to Hyde Park. And the yes, original yes. Pancake House sometimes. That one that one was man, I think that 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 was a crackerjack box, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a it was a few little hangout spots up here. You you still had had uh secondhand tunes, you had Calypso's, you had the Jazz Cafe. I, Mellow I, I, yellows. I used, to, used to hang out in Hyde Park a lot, man, in my, in my, you know, younger days in my Haiti. Like, I don't know if I've just, like, aged out of it or something and gotten old and uncool, but, like, it's just different now, man. It's like, they, first of all, they didn't turn it into a bike lane. And, yeah. like, all the old spots I used to kick it at don't even exist no more. And yeah. It's, it's just too many, it's just too many weirdos and hipsters walking around, man. I was over here the other week, mm. man. I kid you not, dude. I saw I saw a nigga with a riding a, a unicycle, man, down the street. <laughs> Normal. Stop it, dude. A unicycle, and I'm like, 
I'm like, this is this is why we need bullies, man. This is why we need crime free. So weirdos like that won't be riding around like it's sweet. Dude, you got me crying over here, man. <laughs> I saw that in the West Loop, and I'm like, man, I see like two people doing that in the West Loop. I'm like, oh, that's the norm. Okay, I guess, I guess not, that's what they do the, out here. It's not the norm. Weirdos like got to heaven with like, oh, bicycles are too mainstream, so they, you know, found some, some somewhere to throw unicycles. I don't know. I don't know if they went to the circus and got these. <laughs> Arnold and Bailey was having a garage sale. Like, where's your, where's your kazoo at? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we want your dunce cap. <laughs> hey, man, dude, it definitely was like, it used to be the spot, man. But it, it, it looks like every other neighborhood on the north side now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's like, it's like I would blame gentrification, but I'm like, no. No, well, the new people have always lived in Hyde Park. It's just, you know, it's just that maybe it's just the generation gap now making it more obvious. You know what I mean? Like how much time has passed. Right, right, right. Yo, Jordan. What's up, brothers? What's up, man? Oh, snap. Jordan. Jordan is in the house. Oh, man. Ian already given out government names. Oh, Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to edit that out later. <laughs> Hey, hey, don't feel bad because I did the, I did it to you. Don't feel bad, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Props to y'all, man. Y'all, y'all were the originators. You and Chris of this this whole podcast thing, man. Y'all started a movement, man. So props to y'all. Glad to have. Oh you. man, that, that that that's all, Chris, man. I know you all called him the Pod Father, so I, I'm sticking with that, man. I'm just <laughs> I was in the right place at the right time. I was I was in the right place at the right time. So he was he was thankfully able to let me get on get on with him. So I'm just thankful. Hey, the Pod Father still need somebody to to, uh, to gab with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, t- I joked with him last episode. I told him, I said, he's the pod father and I'm the pot of one. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I like that. I like that. Hey, well, if you know, I know you're familiar with our show. So you know how we always do it. We send special shout outs. That's how we start our show. And Ian usually has a special shout out for the, yo, for the yo, people yo, to hear. I want to send a shout out to all those sisters out there that want me to study with their worldly crush. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, man, to that. Yo, man. Yeah. Yo, true story. True story. Last year, man, this sister, it was just before the memorial. This sister wanted me to study with this dude who lived in her apartment complex, right? I'm like, okay, so what's the dude's story? And she tells me, oh, well, you know, uh, okay, so first of all, a little backstory. She lives in this apartment complex where the management office always asks us to leave whenever we do door-to-door editing, right? So wow. I'm like, okay, so what's dude's story? She's like, well, you know, I've been talking to him, and, you know, he think he know everything because he a, he a black Hebrew Israelite. I'm thinking, okay. Oh, no, that was the worst. Oh. <laughs> stop right, I'm thinking, stop right there, sis. Stop right there. Okay, I'm like, does this dude genuinely want to study or is he just nice? I, I think he generally wants to study. You know, he thinks he know everything, but, you know, I was thinking maybe you could invite him to the memorial. And, oh, but before she said this, she told me that the dude has called the cops and the management office on witnesses when they come into the apartment complex uh, uh, before. So I'm thinking, 
I'm thinking, so you're telling me this dude thinks he knows everything. He's a black Hebrew Israelite. He's called the cop for witnesses. And you want me to invite him to the most holy occasion of the year for us. <laughs> where he could possibly act. So long story short, I didn't even call on a dude. I'm like, this just doesn't, somebody just doesn't smell right, man. Do you know this sister has had an attitude with me ever since? What? I mean, what you, what she expect you to do? And I don't know. I'm not about to invite this clown to the memorial so he could, so he could act up and show his behind, man. Like I, I've, I've studied with black Hebrew Israelites before, so I already know what they about. Um, mm-hmm. it, it ain't just no getting through to them, you know. No, no, it's a fight. It's a fight. And even if they, <laughs> even if they give in just a bit, they still, they still want to go down swinging, you know. Yeah, so you're, you're never gonna win with those guys. True, true story. The sister, the sister in question was the same sister from the pioneer feeding that tried to take all that chicken home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, that's so bad. That is so bad. <laughs> shout out, shout out to them sisters, man. Trying to, trying to get. Trying to get brothers to study with their worldly crush, man. It ain't happening. Not gonna yeah, be able to do alone, it, man. Leave that alone, no. Hey, yeah. you might you might have to come to my house, man, and 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 study with my wife because I don't know if I can get her to stop trying to get with uh Jason uh, Momoa. That's <laughs> <laughs> a thing for the Momoans, Samoans, or whatever you call them, The Rock, the uh-huh. Wayne John, yeah, uh, yeah, dudes, Roman Reigns, all them dudes. Oh, yeah, we don't have to drop some count. We got, hey, hey, we both, me and Ian, both elders, you know, we got, we get one more. We got a nice little committee, you know. So just fellowship some folks. <laughs> Live on the show. <laughs> you arrange me, you just start coming to friends' houses and give them pink slips. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can't appeal in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's get this show started, man. We go. Let's let's get to this NFL, man. That was a good shout out, man. But uh, we gonna get into this NFL. I, I just want to briefly discuss uh the NFC Championship game. I'm sure you guys saw the tails end of that game. This is what everybody's been talking about. I just want to ask you, brothers. What should Roger Goodell do now that word is out there that he could pretty much overturn this? It's in the rule book. Do you think he's going to do anything about it? Man, Roger Goodell doesn't do anything extra. Like, <laughs> like it is what it is, man. Like, they botched the call. It, it threw the game. This isn't the first time we've seen this. It won't be the last. It's unfortunate, man, because... I, dude, if I was the Saints, man, I'd be feeling sick, dude. And I know they coach was judging from that interview after the game. Um, but it, it is what it is, man. Like this is this is why people say the NFL is sick. Like <laughs> sports is it, general. It's just too much. It's too much money at stake for it not to be it, it, at times. Like I'm not saying that it's like wrestling and, and every game is staged. I'm not saying that, but things happen. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Man, Jordan, we keep losing you. Yeah, man, I'm dropping it like I'm dropping the ball or something. What's going on? 
Hey, man, hey, we, gotta, we gotta get your take on something, man. That's anchor <laughs> acting up, man. Anchor, yeah, man. man, this is—I ain't never actually had this happen before, but okay, hey, my bad. You know what? Anchor has a history with uh, our show. They've been trying to cancel us for the last <laughs> what three, <laughs> two seasons, and uh, I've been fighting. I actually get, uh, filed a lawsuit against uh, the makers of, of of Anchor, but um, and I've written I, a strongly worded letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I apologize all, about this, that's right, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all taking over, man. That's why. They- <laughs> <laughs> Let me get your. What's your thoughts on that? On 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 uh, Roger Goodell, man. Man, first of all, I didn't even realize that that was something that he could do. He pretty much like quote unquote has the hand of God, and this man didn't make a move. That is something that that will go down as probably one of the worst nine calls in my mind, or at least in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was blatant, bro. Like the man, just how you could the dude out of the uh, out of the field before the ball can't even got to him wasn't looking back to look at the pass. Yeah, I, that was something that would have been obvious. And then another thing I heard because we talked about it a little bit on our podcast, but another thing I heard is that the referees that that actually were were uh, over that game, they have a reputation for letting them play, which. On one end, I can see I'm 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 cool with because I like it when you know okay let 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 let's let's do a little roughhousing let's let's play through a, a few of these calls I don't want to be too soft but then at the same time when it's something as as pivotal as that in that moment and you yeah. sit there and you choke your whistle and you act like you don't see it and that 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 that, that is the play that uh that allowed the the uh, the the, uh, the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. Oh no! You got you got to you got to do something. You got to overturn it. You said you, Jordan. You said they, they have a reputation for just letting, letting players. Yeah, yeah. yeah, either one or two of those refs have a reputation that that was said that they they allow a few things to go. It doesn't even matter if it's a big game or a big moment. There are times where they allow just the the players to play. And I, I respect it on one end because, you know, when you look at the NBA back when the NBA was the NBA and it's not this watered down version, I think that. Yeah, I was about to say that was better. But then yeah, at the same time, you got to You got to have a. You got to have some sort of dignity, some sort of, you know, respect for the game, man. That, that was too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say if, if that's what it's like with them, we need them in the NBA. Yeah, and what disappoints me, what disappoints me the most about this play is this is Mr. Roger Goodell, Mr. trying to protect himself by softening up the rules as far as helmet to helmet contact. You have a blatant helmet to helmet contact between a wide receiver and a cornerback, and you don't make that call? Your referees that you trained to make that call didn't make that call? Come on, man. Like, like I Roger. Said, man, like I said, I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but. Hey man, stuff be happening. It be, it be other things that play, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and another uh, underlying, a uh, little silver line, lining playbook. Here's the thing, Roger Goodell. I think is trying to issue an apology to Tom Brady. This is what this is all about. This is. I'm just. A, I'm a conspiracy theorist, just like Ian. I'm not as extreme as Ian, but I have. I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to the Patriots. Everybody yeah. knows, I don't know if you know this about me, Jordan, but I am the number one Patriots hater on the planet. I will, oh, find, I'm right behind you. I, I will find anything wrong with the Patriots. I will find any reason to root against the Patriots. And I, 
I said it on the last show. I did not believe in my heart of hearts that Kansas City was going to win because I know how the NFL is. They're trying to to basically issue a state. Roger Goodell has a friend had a friendship with um, what's the uh, owner? Kraft. Kraft. Robert Kraft. They have a spe- They had a special relationship. Their, their their friendship deteriorated after the Deflate Gate thing happened, and now they're trying to make amends. He's trying to do all he can. Oh, I'm sorry, Brady. You didn't win last year. You're 41 years old. You know what? It, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna put you back. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put you back in the Super Bowl. Give you one more chance to win the Super Bowl before you officially hang up the cleats. And <laughs> here we are in overtime, and Kansas City loses the game. Don't get an opportunity to try to win a game. Do you guys? Feel that they need to do some, make some adjustments to the NFL overtime. I've always felt that way. I've always felt that way. Put put time on the clock. Do it like the NBA. Put time on the clock and let them play out. Like you let you you, you let the clock play out in the fourth quarter. Why can't you do that in overtime? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. It shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? A, a sudden death situation. You know what I mean? Like like. Yeah, because it's, it's basically it's going to come down to whoever wins the coin toss is going to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with and that too. Was, I, I, go ahead, go ahead, Jordan. Oh my bad, man. I, I I was just saying I think that uh, in my opinion, it should be a little bit more extended. Even if a team scores seven points first or six points and then the, the field goal to win the game, like the Patriots did, I think that the team should still have another chance to match. Uh, it shouldn't be just all score a touchdown and then it's over. And that's just my opinion. I think uh, a team should have a chance at, at trying to, you know, get their own. Yeah, people ain't gonna mind extra minutes um, of, of football. I mean, I, re- I recall one year that year, it was the Baltimore uh, Ravens. They played the Broncos. And that game went in a double overtime. Now, nobody scored in the first overtime. That's why I went to double overtime. And that's, um, you know, that's when the Baltimore pulled out that win in double overtime. And Ray Lewis started preaching a sermon after that game. But, like, that was exciting. You know Ray, you know like Ray, Lewis, see... you know Ray Lewis killed a guy, right? Yeah, we know that. <laughs> we know, <laughs> we know yeah, that. Right, exactly. But, but. But the excitement of that game was because nobody complained about the length of the game. That's that's now noted as an NFL classic football game. Right. So what, what's it gonna hurt if you give another team a chance to try to tie the game after the other team just scored? It's not gonna hurt. It's not gonna hurt at all. <laughs> so, uh, but with that said, due to my hatred for the Patriots, due to my uh, dissatisfaction with the results of the Saints Rams game. I have a letter that I would like to read to you, brother. Oh, oh Let's get man. Let's get into it. Okay. It's called Dear Super Bowl. <laughs> First off, I want to say thank you for giving us another excuse for my wife to watch football with me. Given that I am a Jehovah's Witness, I do not celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> so thank you for being a non-pagan holiday in which I can spend time with the missus and don't have to be forced to take her out to a date to White Castles or waste $30 in tickets <laughs> to see the fifth 
the 50 Shades of Grey series at AMC every February. Also, I would like to send a shout out <laughs> to you, to you, Super Bowl, for giving us Prince during our halftime show. It was by far my favorite halftime performance ever. Also, thank you for giving birth to great moments like introducing me to the greatness of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, who manhandled teams in the Super Bowl, most notably in 89 when he dropped 55 on the Broncos, which gave me, which gave, which gave birth to my love for football. Thank you, Super Bowl, for not allowing Brett Favre to win back-to-back titles, Brady finishing 18-1, and and Deion Sanders' epic Super Bowl commercials. But now this year, this, but now this year, this is where the commendations come to an end. I'm writing you because this year I will not dedicate my time and energy to this year's Super Bowl. I refuse to continue to have emotional ties to teams I don't care about simply because I hate the Patriots. I refuse to sit through a halftime show that constantly disrespects our culture. Atlanta is the home of Southern hip hop, and the fact that Maroon 5 is the headliner adds insult to injury. I refuse to watch zebras snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. I stole that one from you, man. I refuse to celebrate this occasion with my wife because though my wife has been a faithful supporter of you, and she even told me how upset she was that the dream matchup you cook up is Brady versus golf. Yes, she put the letter L in the last name Jared Golf. <laughs> With that said, I will choose to do other things like not skipping my dog's third walk of the day because you are on the TV. I will also be making plans to see if there are any chick flicks that will be appealing <laughs> to my wife. Hey, I wouldn't even mind if she sit if, if she has me sit and watch two of those chick flicks. Afterwards, I will dedicate myself to not going to a restaurant that has TVs that show your programming. With that said, enjoy the millions of dollars you will be making on Super Bowl Sunday. I tried to be a friend, but y'all get the hand that feeds you. Man, Until man. next year, Santa Claus. Man. Good one. Good one. Well done. Well done. Well done, man. Bravo. Bravo. I'm going to have to cut in some, some clapping for that one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was from the heart, guys. It was from the heart. You really do hate the Patriots. I really do hate the Patriots, man. I, I just not, can't root for Chiefs. I'm not. I'm not crazy about them either. Like you know, I acknowledge Brady's greatness, but I'm just sick of seeing them, man. I'm sick of seeing them. You got a team, everyone's sick of seeing, and then you got another team that don't even deserve to be there. It's like I, I'm. Tr- it's truly, truly a coin toss for the for the first time ever. It's a coin toss if I'm even going to actually watch the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm with Ian. Uh, it, it, it's a coin toss. Number one, I'm already still bitter about stupid Cody Parkey messing up. People keep thinking that that was something that was just going to be uh, over the night. Okay, we'll get over it. No, man. No, oh, man. That still oh. hurts. Like, it's okay. so hey, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jordan. Oh, go ahead. Can, can I can I get my props for for winning the the, the win loss pick earlier in the in the football season of the week four? Oh, yes, you, you did. did. Yeah, 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 you did. You did. 
You did. Uh, and football like that. Yeah, Ian beat me. <laughs> you don't even watch football. He beat me on the pitch. So, you know, I know we didn't continue it through the rest of the season because Ian was really running away with it. So, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> It's just like, all right, man, ain't, ain't no way I'm going to catch back up. Imagine that, man. Imagine that. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really can't get into it. I, you know, truth be told, I may just happen to glance at the game, maybe third or fourth quarter or whatnot. I'm, I won't watch the whole game. And then, too, another thing that I always used to look forward to was the, the, the commercials. In my own opinion, not to say anybody else feels this way, I think the commercials starting to suck more and more every year. Oh, my goodness. Dude. You're right. You're right about that, man. Like, I'm doing yeah. Yeah, it, it's getting bad. Commercial. You used to get like four or five classics, man, all in one night. But now you're lucky if you get one commercial that really sticks. Uh huh. Remember the Bud Bowl? Remember they used to do those back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Like, like they they don't even do. Yeah. So I, I, I'm 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 with you guys on that, man. It's you back. You back with it? Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. I'm back. Within five seconds, trying to get back on because I don't know if you're gonna ask me a question or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. You good? I can see everything going on, man. I know. I know okay. To, okay. I know when to push back, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I was just telling Ian the Bud Bowl, man. Like I remember those back in the day where you watch Budweiser go up against Bud Light and you yeah. try to guess who's gonna win the game, and that's not revealed until the game is over. And <laughs> you be thinking to yourself, man, Bud won last year. So I think light gonna win this year, you know, and something crazy happened. So it's that's what I miss about you know commercial. The creativity is gone, man. With NFL yep. with Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a lot more uh, political based stuff. Uh, it, it's just it's just not funny. I, I can't really put my finger on, on on why I don't feel it's so funny. I mean, why can't you bring back the dudes that used to say uh, "What's up"? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they they all old now as dirt, but now they still doing it. Like, like bring that back, man, <laughs> man, man. Forget that, man. Bring back the Go Daddy commercial. <laughs> oh man, they were so controversial. <laughs> it made it made witness gatherings feel so uncomfortable, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Quick. Hell, I got a real quick story, man. I got a real quick story. I was gonna save, I was gonna save this for another show, but I'm just gonna briefly touch on this. I'm gonna just do a quick where are where were you when it happened? Where were you guys when the Janet Jackson halftime show happened? Oh man, where was I? I was somewhere. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. Was it Dave Sidnor's house? Hmm. Are you at Dave's? I was at Je- I was at uh, Jeremy Locke's crib, man. Oh man, that's a thing I ain't heard in a minute. Yeah, uh, I remember when it happened? It like it was almost like it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. The coverage that blew it up, like, because when it happened, I'm like, okay, you got a Patreon, like, this is clearly part of the show, right? Like, and then like it wasn't until like the fallout afterwards that I start to click, like, okay, maybe this was a big deal, but like. When it happened, like it was just kind of like part of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was I was actually and this I was actually giving me my plate because the pizza had just came. You know, I guess the locks had ordered pizza for everybody, right? So I'm getting pizza, and the halftime show is going on, 
And the next thing I know, you know, all you hear is, ooh. And I turned around like, what happened? And I see Brother Locke sitting there like, turn the shoulder breast. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, y'all know, how, y'all know how he be looking. You know he always makes those faces. <laughs> he's sitting on his couch. He's, he's sitting on his couch, like, super close to the TV. No flat screens back then, so it's one of those big screens. And he just turned his chair around, looked at the screen, wide eyed, and was like, Is that a shoulder breast? It's <laughs> like, What? Couldn't believe it, man. Couldn't believe it. Did y'all it. have instant replay back then? No, I didn't have instant replay. DVR didn't. They, they had, well, Tebow was. Oh. <laughs> that's when Tebow was taking everybody's money. <laughs> You know what? I don't remember where I was, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm thinking about it while you guys are talking, but I do know this, and and this kind of goes with what how Ian feels like Ian is a conspiracy theorist. I think that was planned. A lot of people said that. Yeah, I think it was planned too. I think you know, Shock like JT was acting like he was Shock Janet was befuddled. No. come on. Yeah, I think they didn't know it was going to be such negative coverage over it. And that's, that's what kind of I think they thought at the time Oh, it's going to be awesome You know, Eddie You know, when, when everybody freaked out I think they kind of That's when, when they even kind of back off of it Because yeah, Michael grabbed it He grabbed it So if, if your intention was already to grab it That was part of the plan of the show Right What, what, were you, what, what else were you trying to unveil or, or reveal? Like, that's the only thing that was right there And, and, and she had a pasty on So it's like it don't even really count as a full breath. Like, clearly she was, like, prepared for it. Like, yeah, she was. She stood there, didn't, didn't react to it. Uh, she, she didn't momentarily glance down or nothing. Like, it, nah. was, it, was, it was clearly planned. Nah, yeah. And, 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 and she, and Justin, you got to think, Justin was young at the time. Janet's uh, an icon at this point. It's like, you get this man, you tell this man during practice, through the practice session, hey, Justin, um, you get an opportunity to remove my, 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 my. <laughs> and Justin's like, what? What? I get to remove Janet's, Janet's bra? What? Okay, I, I do it. You know, it's like, <laughs> can't stop the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine those practice sessions, man? Come on, dude. That was planned, dude. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what nobody said. Yep, I agree. Definitely. Well, let, let's move on. We're gonna move on to this NBA, man. And uh, I, I'm gonna turn the table over to end on this one. The curse of Lance Stevenson is alive and kicking. Uh-oh. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I say at, at the beginning of the season? What was going to happen to Oladipo? Oh, no. You called it? Ian called, called it. it. Check the tape. Check the tape. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 injury, by the way. I, 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 don't, I think it's because I just want to blind myself from actually seeing how bad it was. Everybody say it was gruesome. It, it wasn't that bad. I went back and looked at it this morning. It's not on a Paul George... Uh, you know, Jason, I mean, Gordon Hayward level, but oh. it was bad because hit the ground, his knee hit the floor, and then he just rolled over. And you could see, you know, he he's wearing 
protective leg gear. So you couldn't really get the feel of the actual injury. It was just like, oh, okay, you know, it wasn't that bad. You know, I looked at it, it, was, it definitely, he's going to be definitely out for the season, but it wasn't, it, well, I've seen way worse. The curse of Lance Stevenson is alive. That's what y'all get in the Wait, so you, you're, you're a big Lance Stevenson fan like me? Oh, man, love, love me some Lance. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's the real leader of the Los Angeles Lakers, not LeBron James. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. What, what what do we ca- what, hey, Ian, what do you call the Lakers? Lance Stevenson and the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> That's right. Just, just like, like just like just like David Ruffin and the Temptation. That's right. That's right. Hey, remind me, man. I called it, man. I called. It. I said Oladipo's role is going to be too demanding from Lance Stevenson not being there to to, to, to shoulder the weight. And I'm like midway through the season. We gonna see him get injured, and unfortunately, man. And you hate to see that happen to Oladipo because he, he, the Indiana was looking real good. They were actually on pace to going for that third or second seed. They was on they a nice little them. roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I, I people call me crazy, man. When I saw Lance Stevenson play the first time that he was in Indiana, when they had a really good chance of of getting far when Paul George was young, and they had uh, uh, the, the the our brother brother Granger. Uh, oh yeah, brother Granger. Yeah, brother Granger. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh, all, all, all the, that that team. I thought that Lance was really, really good, and that kind of that kind of started out his 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 fame with that. But then when he went to Charlotte, it all kind of went downhill. I think Lance should have had a better career than what what he what he has been doing. You know, so I'm right with you, Ian. I, I think Lance is. I ain't gonna say he's the goat, but <laughs> I think he is pretty good. <laughs> I knew he was the goat when he was in high school, man. Well, but he was out there in Brooklyn, man. Like. Falling them up at Rutgers Court, man. Oh man, I stand, I stand by my, I stand by my words. Hey, I, think, I love Lance. I'm with you. I love Lance. I think Lance, I think Lance wasn't coachable in the beginning of his earlier years, but I think over time he's became more of a leader. He's became more of a of an outspoken person in the locker room. And mm-hmm. people are, I'm starting to find that, you know, guys are, are starting to listen to Lance a little bit more. Uh, and he's leading by example. He's had some solid games with the Lakers this year. People ain't been paying attention. When he's out there, he's productive, man. And yeah. it just seems like Luke don't, Luke is trying to balance out all these young guys like Hart and, and Ball and all of these guys. It's it, it, Rodney, I just thought of something, man. When we do a, when we do our end of the year awards, we need to rename the MVP award the Lance Stevenson Award. <laughs> oh man, you really you really taking this all the way to the man, the Lance Stevenson Award. Mm. Is he your favorite player of all time? Possibly, possibly. Man, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there was there, there, I, I, there was Michael Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, you see what I go through every week, man. Oh God, I see. Lance, Lance has quite possibly leapfrogged over both 
Michael and me. I will get off this podcast right now. Hey man, that's right up, right up. I, 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 I have to say it since I'm on here with y'all. That's right up there with your, uh, your critically acclaimed Waldo Coomies. <laughs> Oh, y'all got me crying over here, man. Hey, man, I confess, man, I had to get up off the Waldo Coonies, man. They was they was starting to make me a little sick, man. <laughs> That's not real sausage, brother. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm just I'm messing with you, man. Man, it be all pink, but you're right, man. They sausage be all pink. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys got me crying, dude. Like, oh wait, okay, they they went by. I thought the cops was acting for a second. <laughs> but that hipster, that hipster, I robbed. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but let's not get off track, fellas. Let's move on to these these, these predictions, man. <laughs> we can go all day on Lance Stevenson on this show, definitely. We've done it before. We've done it. Before. Oh my god! Uh, okay. MVP, uh, All Star starter selection show. Uh, we select the star. We only gonna focus on the starters, guys, since. That's pretty much the only focus. The reserves are going to be picked, I think, next week, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So we're just going to focus on the starters. Who y'all think should be the starters of the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference? And I will share with you a controversial. Well, it might not be controversial because there's a certain person. I, I looked up a I looked up a predictions list on Bleacher Report, or it was somewhere else, and they surprisingly they surprisingly didn't have someone. In the starting lineup for the Western Conference, but I'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. But <laughs> but it, but you know, Jordan, you are a special guest. Let's start with you, man. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I I'm a little torn with this. I don't I don't know exactly. Okay, all right. Well, with the West, you said start with the West. You can start with whichever one you think is easier. Okay, with the West, I got I got Steph Curry. I got, in my opinion, Clay Thompson. Now, I, I didn't really focus on the, on the voting. I don't I really I don't really know what's going on with the voting right now. Uh, but if it was just up to me based off of what I'm seeing, uh, I would go Steph Curry at point. Uh, shooting guard would be uh, James Harden, obviously. I mean, that dude is on a stupid pace. Man. Uh, Kevin Durant. If Anthony Davis didn't get hurt, it would probably be AD, but I don't know if he's able to play. And then, uh, Joel, no, Joel and Beads in the East. Yeah, you got one more. Hmm. Man, this is harder than it's I thought. It's tough, man. It's tough. West is tough. Even on Stayos, it takes a minute to really think about it. Uh, Cause now the, the positions are like it's like positionless, right? So yeah, position. So if that's the case, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm stuck with that. I'm, I'm stuck with the man. Y'all might have to put put insert one for me. Okay. Uh, and who you got for the West? I got I got controversial list, man. I got a controversial list. I have no Warriors and I have no OKC Thunder. Okay, I don't either, but go ahead. All right. Wow. I, and, and number one, I got Dame Lillard. Y'all need to stop fronting on Damian Lillard. 
Steph Curry is, is the man. He's the best point guard in the league, hands down. But let Dame have a shot at the All-Star game. Dame's been balling this year. Plus, yeah. plus the Warriors need to chill out anyway, preserve their bodies for, for the postseason. So I got Dame Lillard. Then at, at, at number two, I got uh, um, James Harden. Number mm-hmm. two, I have Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. This really is getting out of hand. But, but in case in case Lance is you know got to preserve his body for the for the postseason, then I got LBJ, I got LeBron, um, and number four I got AD. I didn't know he was injured, but whatever, I got AD. And yeah, he's five, hot. And number five I got Jokic. Okay. Uh, for the East, at number one I have Kyrie. Number two I have Kawhi Leonard. Man, at, at three I had Oladipo, but he's clearly not gonna make it. So. Let Jimmy Butler up in there. Um, he can oh no! Oh. Let let him get in there so he can complain about the All Star team. <laughs> <laughs> he don't want to see drama, man. <laughs> um, at number four, at number four, I got Giannis. And at number five, man, I have a I have a controversial pick, man. Blake Griffin. So you got Blake Griffin oh, over Joel Embiid? I do. I do. Oh, okay. And the thing, reason being, same reason for the Warriors. Preserve your bodies, man. Your yeah, bodies. yeah. Philadelphia's a threat. I got for my West. I Blake's got Beaston, man. Blake's been beasting. Yeah, yeah. He has. He had a nice game last night too. I got Kevin Durant, uh, LBJ, uh, Jokic over Davis at the center position. Uh, Steph Curry and James Harden. Now I did read an article. Uh, which said that LeBron James shouldn't be in the starting lineup. You guys no. agree with that? No. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he shouldn't be in the starting lineup. I agree. Wait, so who would be over him then? Who would get picked over him? Uh, Anthony Davis. Who you said is injured, right? Yeah. But that's what the guy put in his as a substitute. Um, what about Paul George? I would love to see Paul George in the starting lineup. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's been balling. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to cook in the West, man. It's so many ingredients. And I forgot about, I mean, this wouldn't have changed nothing, but, like, Devin Booker, man, he deserves a spot. Yeah, Devin Booker out there on the, in a literal literal and figurative desert, man. Yeah, he on the island. Yeah, by himself. Oh, my God. I wish he would be somewhere. I wish he would go somewhere else. Because the Suns ain't going nowhere. Uh, for the East, I got Greek Freak. Kawhi Leonard, um, Joel Embiid. I have Cal Lowry in the starting lineup. Really? And I've been a huge Cal Lowry hater. I, I, I'm so glad that he changed his game, man. I'm, I'm glad that he's becoming a pass-first point guard and not shooting all the. I mean, he. Th- this man literally builds cities in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he's turning into a pass-first Cal Lowry. And then I got Kyrie Irving as the second. The East is so garbage. I was looking through that. I was like, man, dude, there's a possibility that guys like like D'Angelo Russell can make the All Star team. Yeah, goodness gracious! I didn't even know that you. I, I, I thought we were just doing the West. So I, I got the East for me is easier. Uh, I definitely have my East starters. I'm gonna go with uh, Kyrie at guard. I'm gonna go shooting guard is either well. I would have said Oladipo, but 
See, that's what would have been in my spot too, but that's what ended up. That's that's another reason why Kyle Lowry ended up in my star. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. It wouldn't be Kyle Lowry. See, to me, Kimba Walker would probably be right there. Oh, yeah, Kemba, bro. Oh, yeah, Kemba. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, of course, you got at forward. I think Kawhi also needs to start. And then big man I mentioned earlier was Joel. I, although I do agree with Ian with that Blake. Blake is uh, Blake is really taking his game to the next level. I, I would have thought after he stopped jumping out of the gym, that <laughs> would have just been fell off by now. But he really get into his game. I'm back. Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody tried to call me on the other line. I had to hang up on them. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's podcast time now. Yeah, I do not disturb. Do not disturb. <laughs> nope. Tell them when your business hours is, uh, Rodney. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's that's an iconic scene right there, man. We need to do top five cutty-flavored iconic movie scenes. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'm gonna have to uh, tap into that. That five heartbeat scene. That was that was oh man, man, epic. He said, "Open up that goddamn window." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so there you have it, guys. We got our uh, potential starters. Oh oh right. See what happens? Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, I almost forgot, bro. My bad. Since Ian is giving so much love to Lance Stevenson, I got to give somebody a, uh, uh, some love, too, that I think should be uh, not maybe not a starter, but at least playing the All-Star game, which he probably will be because everybody just been voting out of their minds for him, which is my favorite player of all time, D. Rose. Uh, Derek definitely, in my opinion, deserves at least to be at the All-Star game. He does. I he will. He will. Yeah. And, and have y'all heard this thing about... Luca, I guess Luca Doncic got more votes than Steph Curry. I did hear that. I did hear that. That's insane. I mean, we all know people hate the Warriors, man. Yeah, that's what that's more all about than it is Luca. I mean, Luca's having a great season. Don't get me wrong; he's gonna win. He's a one runaway favorite for Rookie of the Year, as you saw in the yeah. last show. But um, yeah, he's gonna definitely. He's got to wait his turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't move rookies. rookies too fast, man. He's all right, but he's not real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're about to get into our our second segment. Uh, we're gonna get it. We, we're gonna welcome Jordan to the magnificent vibes music table discussion. Oh. And, uh, I was going to talk about Chris Brown, but I don't think I'm going to hold off on that whole thing, man. Well, how y'all feel, brothers? I say let it let let, let it play out let time, you know. Yeah, I think we can let it play out. I don't want to be I don't want to jump. We can talk about it on that. another month. Yeah, yeah. But what I do want to talk about is the Did you guys hear about Erica Badu getting booed in Chicago? No. Probably so. Just probably so. No. When what was this? Uh this was Sunday, right? Yeah, within the past week or so, because she got on stage and started defending R. Kelly. Uh, well, th- that's why. Okay. That, you said it all. All right. Yeah, she she basically, in the middle of her concert, had kind of tried to get everybody to put their heads down and have a moment of prayer for R. Kelly. And the fans was like, what? Nah. Then... She gets into a 
she gets into a, a, a Twitter war with a bunch of fans who've been attacking her and you know calling her out and basically she she basically said that R. Kelly made a mistake and people need to be more forgiving when people make mistakes. He made a he made a twenty five year mistake. Right. And that's what people are attacking her on. He he mistakes a, he he mistakes a person's face for for a stall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was what was he doing? Okay. Yeah. I mean that ain't a mistake at this point. It's a lifestyle, dude. He's just a creep. Like yeah. It's a part of. I hate I hate it when artists try to like close ranks and defend other artists. It's like yo man, just just be be cool. Like let this play out. Amongst the public, the way it's supposed to, like, why you gotta jump up and defend this dude? Like, like, what do you have to get? You have nothing to gain by defending R. Kelly, but you have everything. To lose. Yeah, I, I, I agree that everybody has their own opinion, but I'm sorry when when something is just so blatantly obvious and it just swings so far to the left. You know, it, it you got all the evidence you need to know what type of person that he is. That that come on, unless you just get paid to say that. I, Man, and it's like, dude, I'm not gonna sit up here and get on a high soapbox and, you know, or a moral high horse and act like, you know, n- nobody, you know, every every act like I'm I'm perfect or or you know I'm far from that. But like, I basically got two rules, man. Just just be nice to people and like don't don't mess with these kids. Don't touch these kids. And he broke both of those rules, man. Oh, he did, man. Yep, exactly. They said. uh Badu was asked to she was one of the many celebrities that were asked to be in the documentary and she declined originally what's your thoughts on that um, I mean her, her, it could have been it could have been her um, a PR team that was like nah this ain't a good look you know right. maybe it wasn't even her um, but I mean like Erica Badu has been known to share controversial views you know before so you know this is this is nothing new for her but it's just some things man it's, it's hands off for me like you know i'm not defending this dude i'm not apologizing to him yeah you know whatever whatever happens to him he brought it on himself man like come on like yeah i'm, yeah. I'm way into i think that you know erica has always been the type of person to rattle the cage a little bit and have her own kind of way and you know Say whatever she needs to say, but that, like I said, if if unless she just got broke off for want, needing to say this, uh, I don't see the reason why you would put yourself in that position. You said you said he was just on Facebook. <laughs> hey man, I, I, how do you make that mistake? I'm sorry. How do you make that mistake? How is that a mistake? And like you said, it's been going on for years. Like you can't. Right. Can't keep repeating this. Come on. Having bedrooms in your studio is not a mistake, man. <laughs> That's planned. That's planned, bruh. Mm-hmm. I I honest, I actually um watched an interview with Selena Johnson of all people. You know R. Kelly tried to get in those draws? I saw that interview. I saw that interview where he called her over to the studio like in the morning. Yeah. And yeah. He was like married at the time, so she brought her husband. He was upset yeah, he was that she pissed. brought her husband. He was pissed. He like didn't call her back after that or something. Yep. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, you you mad because the person has morals? Yeah. 
and this is a year prior this is a year before the, the documentary dropped and so she wasn't she wasn't talking about R. Kelly like the women were in the documentary it was just one of those things she kind of mistaken it for more of his passion for music and that yeah. you know now looking back at it you know you looking back at that interview you're like nah man R. Kelly was trying he was trying and this was during this was doing what was crazy about that situation was during the birth of his his second child she was mm-hmm. in the hospital Drea was in the hospital having Robert Jr. and, and <laughs> he's in the studio trying to trying to get Selena Johnson to come back at four in the, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just it's crazy, man. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. What else you got, Rodney? Uh, so I just want to briefly. Uh, we 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 already attacked the Super Bowl pretty good, but I just want to ask you, brothers. You know, I, halftime show is not my favorite. And I, I mentioned in my letter that the Prince performance was one of my favorite uh, Super Bowl halftime shows. What I would like to ask you is, what is the worst Super Bowl halftime show you've ever saw? Uh, hmm. It's like if it was, if it was bad, I likely didn't remember it. Yeah, yeah. I remember the good ones though. I remember the good ones. Um, one I do remember being it, it was. It was it was a good show, but it was a, it was a bad thing in the middle of a good show that I do remember. Do y'all remember when I think it was when the Cardinals played Steelers? Uh huh. Bruce Springsteen was the halftime show. Uh, <laughs> I got a funny story. Oh no! And oh, sorry, I forgot about that. He was killing it, man. He was killing it, and like. He decided, he decided in the middle of the show He was feeling himself a little bit And he decided to do this like This run and slide <laughs> And he came crotch first Into the camera And knocked into the camera In the middle of the performance With his crotch And I remember the dude I was watching it where He was like oh, I don't know if that move was uh, age appropriate Mr. Springsteen <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Hey, another Ian, you mentioned Prince. Um, another uh-huh. one that's memorable. Um, that people often forget about the Beyonce one when when she came out did the formation. That was a dope performance too. I, I agree. was in Zach's house, right, for that one, and Zach's father-in-law, his, his holier than thou father-in-law, was there, and like his eyes glued to the TV and he was trying to act like he 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 didn't know who Beyonce was. Oh, is that is that is that, is that be, who, who Beyonce is? Like, you nigga, you know who Beyonce is. <laughs> Just watch the show and enjoy it like the rest of us are doing. But he was riveted, man. He was riveted. Like, oh man. Hey, hey, I got a story about that Bruce Springs thing one. Hey, hey, we was over at my in-laws house and uh Jordan, I don't know if you know Sam Curcio. Go to my hall. <laughs> I, I, I know the Curcios, yeah. Uh huh. All right. So Sam, the youngest son, he, yeah. uh, he was at our house, and bruh, we it was nothing but black folks. He was the only white person there. Oh Bruce, man! Oh. Everybody was into that game. That was a great game, by the way. That, that Pittsburgh Steelers Cardinals game. That was one of the 
best Super Bowls. You know, that, that can go in the top 10. But uh, I remember everybody was crowded around the TV for that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl was exciting in the first half and the second half. But when, when halftime hit, nobody was trying to see Bruce Springsteen. We all went up. Brothers bought some barbecue, pizza, chicken. We was up, upstairs maxing. Why Sam, the only one downstairs, dancing, <laughs> dancing uncontrollably. <laughs> it's a Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he's pumping his fist like he's at a concert. Pumping his fist, jumping up and down, which is usually what happens at, you know, e- you know, EDM type concerts, you know, <laughs> rock hey, concerts. Hey man, Bruce Springsteen's music speaks to his soul. It's a Ronnie. It's a you gotta understand that's a cultural difference. It, yeah, it definitely is. It definitely but, is. See, I, but I rock with I rock with Springsteen, man. I, I kind of rock with with him. I like, yeah, yeah. I, I like Bruce. Bruce is Bruce is definitely one of the greats. I'm eclectic when it comes to my music style, but I I, I, I don't know. I just I don't think I would be dancing to his his music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Sam was actually dancing to his music. Dance. Man, I, I wish I wish you could have filmed that, Rodney. Oh man, dude! If I <laughs> Snapchat or Instagram, I was not on those then. That was 2008. Man, he would have been in trouble. <laughs> he would have been in trouble. Exposed. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember. Uh, I was watching a a, a David. Uh, what's that? It was Tommy Davidson stand up when he was oh. talking about white people dancing, and he's like, white people dance like uh, two year old babies. <laughs> like, go Ebony, go Ebony, and they just, they just do the first thing they come. <laughs> And, and, and if y'all big big fans of Seinfeld, just just remember the episode oh, of when Elaine taking our hands all over the place. Oh man! Oh, the Elaine dance was classic, dude. Classic. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, moving on. I want to, I, I, you know, thanks for sitting at the table with us, Jordan. We about to move on to our third face segment, our third segment yes, of the day. Um, I want. I couldn't wait to get to this part of our show. Because Ian discovered the most blasphemous newspaper article about Harold's chicken. Yes, I did. It was a list from from Chicago Magazine, written by a dude named Jeff Ruby, um, ranking the top twenty Harold's chickens in the Chicago land area. Now, um, hold on, I'm, I'm about to pull it up right now. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, I'm pulling okay. it up myself too. What is this guy's name called? His, His name, name is Jeff Ruby. Jeff Ruby. He's an author for Chicago Magazine. I googled his picture, and let me just say, I don't think the guy's qualified. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We don't want yeah. to ruffle no feathers. Okay. Now, now at number one, at number one, he has the Herald on 35th in Indiana, which. I've heard nothing but good about, okay? But his reasons, his reasons for uh, 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 ranking it at number one, dude, like, I'm, I'm, reading, the, I'm reading the description. No, I'm just shaking my head, dude. I'm talking about the Muhammad Ali decor in the place. He said it makes perfect sense. <laughs> what? 
crap now. <laughs> what? Dude, he has a flat. No bet. He has uh, uh one. Hold on one second. He's got one in here from, or I thought it was like two or three. He's got two of them from Indiana. No, three from Indiana. Three. Three. He's got Which three heralds from Indiana. Who, who that don't count. To Indiana for, for Harold. Then he's got hey, another I, one listed. He's got another one listed in Aurora. Who's driving to Aurora? <laughs> <laughs> Aurora. Hey, hey, check Aurora, this out. Where they got the? Where they got the? Uh, the the the, the, the outlet? The outlet mall? Are you serious? <laughs> We're going to buy some polo and some Harold? Like, we're going to drive to Aurora. We're going to pay a toll fee. We're going to pay a toll fee to get some Harold's chicken in Aurora. What is wrong with this dude? Then he doesn't even... Okay, so, fine. I don't want to sound like I'm crapping. I'm pissing on the um, on the, on the suburban Harold's because some of my favorite Harold's are in the suburbs. How do you not have Homewood in here? How do you not have South Holland Harold's in here? Oh, yeah. no, didn't. No, he didn't. He doesn't even have the one on 87th and Western. Oh, I'm sorry, 87th and Kesey. That that's the oh my god, yeah, yeah, 87 and Kesey. That's my that's my joint right there. Yep, exactly. That's the one I I would love to go to more of. He got nine. Oh my god, this dude got the one on Ridge Road in Lansing as number nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's right around the the, the, the corner from me because you know I live in Lansing. He right, says, but I've never been to that one. Laughably low stools at laughably high counters tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> Nobody cares about the seating. You get your chicken and you go. The quality of the chicken is still good. Hey man, I can't front, man. I hate them high counters though. Huh? No, hey, that's all good, but brother, I'm not finna not go to a spot just because they seats is too low or too high, and I'm there to eat the food. Exactly. Right. This fool said. 87, the, about the 87 in China one, the most, according to Ian, the most o- overrated one. He had that at number three, which I disagree with. It shouldn't be that high. Uh, this is what he said. He said, this is where Katie Couric once broke white bread with Chance the Rapper. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this, so that, that makes this, this Harold's legit? Come on, man. Dude, he's on. talking the, about, he's talking about the Galaga arcade game. The- oh my god, dude. It's Come on. <laughs> that doesn't work. It don't even work, man. <laughs> what an idiot. Then and he they, says... And they don't take debit. That's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Come in with cash. Yep. He said the blistered drumsticks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. He said that... <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Dude, throw this whole list in the trash, man. Yeah, it's garbage. Three, three, uh, heroes from, from Indiana and one from Aurora. Yeah, Aurora. unacceptable. Unacceptable. Dude, if unacceptable. Dude, Aurora, I'm getting me some sushi or a steak. I'm not getting Harold. Yeah. Come on, man. Jeff Ruby, man, boo this man. <laughs> <laughs> then he said the one on seventy fifth. On, on 75th Street in Chatham, I've been to that one. That one sucks. I cannot believe he got that one on the list. Eleven? Not going to be able to do it. He is kind of playing. I mean, see, this is why I don't understand. He said that water stained ceiling, handwritten signs telling people to get off their phones, you know. 
Yeah. Unending weight. Like you, you sound like you're talking about him, but you got him high on the list. Right. Right. What does that gotta do with the food? Yeah. Yeah. This this list is blasphemy. It is. That happens at every Harold's. That happens at every Harold's. What are you talking about? Hey, and and can I address the elephant in the room? Please do. It's funny how Chicago Magazine dropped this article for their February 2019 uh, uh, issue not long after the Magnificent Vibes and Stuff podcast did our Harold's chicken ranking. (laughs) Somebody's tapping in. Somebody's Somebody's tapping in. Rodney, man, I told I told y'all on the Cuban Links album, don't bite our stuff. Don't bite our stuff. There's some sharks out there, they biting, man, they biting. Hey, I was gonna give somebody else the You Played Yourself Award, but I think I'm gonna change that at the end of the show. I think Jeff Ruby is that dude. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Ruby, you get this award, bro. I'm sorry. Man, this we, is... dude, we had the Knicks. Jordan, man, I'm so sorry, man. We had to mix our taco discussion just to address this. Yeah, yeah, we was gonna talk about tacos today. Oh, uh, now I'm really mad because I'm Mexican all day, brother. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I travel for Mexican food. I don't care. You what, know what? You know what? You know what? Bump, bump you, Jeff Ruby. We gonna talk about tacos anyway. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Since we got Jordan here, let's do it. Uh, we give you the honors, Jordan. Okay, all right. Well, one of my top taco spates uh, places. I'm so excited. I don't know how to talk. His mouth watering. His mouth watering. Okay. My first spot that I love, love, love going to. I haven't been in a while because I, I obviously I don't live at home anymore, so I'm not in the city. But there's a Coca-Cola's on commercial, and uh, man, wait, wait, you have Coca-Cola? Yeah. Well, Coquillas, co- well, I never I have. Co- I, 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 How are you saying? You know what I'm talking about, though. Over there, yeah. on 157 uh, and uh, 157th and uh, Torrance. Now that that one is the is is, is the one I go to uh, now. Okay. But the one that I used to love going to that I I kind of got started with this whole Mexican food craze was uh, Coquillas on uh, commercial further in the city. I think it was like maybe 88th or 87th. Yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about. So we would go after almost. Me and my mom would go after uh, every Wednesday meeting. It was, it was like it was like uh, clockwork. And we would get the steak burrito uh, meal. Man, that steak, the meat, oh, so tender. And then I got introduced to horchata. Horchata there was 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 top notch. That is my favorite drink of all time. And uh, yeah, so I always recommend. Any Coca-Cola's Coca-Cola's is, is, is extremely good Just don't that go to the one in LaGrange, Jordan I've never been I don't even go all the way out there for, no, uh-uh. no, don't go to the one in LaGrange You'll be upset You'll be disappointed okay. I appreciate that, thank you Yeah All the rest of them are good, though Oh, yeah Oh, and we got one on Pulaski, too That's pretty good Right next to Curie High School Oh yeah, I think I've I've, I've driven past that one uh, uh, doing work, but I've never I've never yeah, that that was good. Oh yeah, that was okay. good. I've been to that one too. Not too okay. far from uh, you got you got Giordano's, Red Lobster, you got Coca-Cola's or Coca-Cola's or whatever it is. 
Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I can't, all right. I actually Coca-Cola's on on uh, Torrance was my pick for the for the beat for best best Mexican food. Now I'm not I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on Mexican food. Like by any means, you you you're talking to a guy that still eats Taco Bell. Um, but this joint is legit, man. Great selection, modest mm-hmm. prices. Um, decent parking, close to home, right off the expressway. Uh, try Coca-Cola's, man, for your for your next uh, hospitality, maybe even. Um, yes, sir. Dope spot, man. But I got to give the this thing. Uh-oh. Taco Burrito King. Not going to be able to do it. I'll, I'll wait out away from that place. And for good reason, dude. Everybody was, was raving about this place basically because they stay open late. For those spots, if you out if you get get out the club at two, three in the morning they close. And they, they, they serve you big portions, but the stuff ain't seasoned. Like it lacks mm. it's just overrated. It don't really taste genuinely authentic authentically Mexican. Um Man, dude, they get the dead face. Taco Burrito King, y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So and not particular deep either. Nah, uh, so 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 how much do like I mean just basic taco run? I mean like I, I, I can't even remember, dude. It's been so long since I ate there, but like you you'll probably spend about ten bucks just to fill up. Yeah. yeah that, that's 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 kinda high, man. I am you know. I'm used to only spending like six, seven dollars, you know, top. You know, I got a spot, La Cocina. You ever heard of La Cocina? I've heard of it. Yeah, La Cocina. They actually got a bunch of locations downtown. Um, I've been eating there through, since I've been working at Floyd's. You know, it, it actually is one right on Washington. I usually get off on Washington and Wells, and then have to connect to the Peak Line. But before I get on the pink line, I would go down the stairs. La Casina is right down there. Hole in the wall joint. Nothing special. I went there one time. I got a couple of tacos. Because that's how you can tell if a Mexican restaurant is good. Just, just start off ordering just a simple taco. How they See how they do that before I explore and their other dishes. Man, bro. Dude, authentic Mexican tacos. Nothing, nothing fancy. You know, none of these colorful tortillas and red, pink tortillas and all that. No, no. cilantro and <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> oregano and sprinkled and a couple of pieces of steak. That's not tacos. These, lead, I mean, I walked out. By the time I got the bag, they give it to you in a brown paper bag, of course. Once I walk out the restaurant, I already see the grease. I'm like, oh yeah, I got real tacos. <laughs> I get huh? <laughs> I get the work. Hey, and I open up joints. Could you huh? could you see through the bag by the time you got in your car? Of course. <laughs> of course. You see the aluminum foil starting to, you know, because they put them in aluminum foil. You see it starting to tear through the bag. Man, I get there. I get to the break room, man. I got people coming in the break room like, man, that smell good. What's that? I'm like, La Casina, man. Tacos from La Casina. You gotta try it. It's off the chain, bro. Like. It's and it's the meat, the 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 steak meat is thick. It's not all like you know chopped up and unseasoned. These tacos are seasoned. They give you the green sauce, of course, red sauce, whatever you like. 
They give you. I love taco places that have the bottle coke, man. Like, <laughs> give me the bottle coke. Don't give me the can. I don't want to see no can cokes. I want the bottle coke, man. Or uh, or what's that other one? That Spanish. Or the that one Spanish soft drink. What's it called? Uh, starts. Uh, ha, 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 oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Fuego. But it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's orange. They got the orange flavor. Those are good. Um, I actually had a job. I was working in the, at uh, Commercial Foods back in the mid-2000s. And I used to uh, load pop machines. And we had those. And I tried it one day. I was like, man, let me pull out one. Because we could drink. We can drink the stuff for free. You know, uh, we just got to be careful. We can't drink too much of it. Or else, you know, that mess up inventory. You get fired. You know how it goes. So, um, yeah. But uh, I tried one of those, man. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So, so yeah, I, I'm definitely, you know, definitely. Uh, Laka Steve goes to Zaka Taco. Zaka Taco is overrated. I don't know why people love Zaka Taco so much. Yeah, you know what? I, I got to agree with you, dude. I got to agree with you. I had them once, and I'm like, man, I don't see what the hype is about. It's no hype at all, dude. It's it's okay. Like, they just built a Zaka Taco right down the street from me, and it'd be empty, bro. Every time I drive past there, ain't nobody in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's a, and it's a Las Camalas down the street from it, and Las Camalas stay packed. And Las Camalas ain't even all that. Mm. So... You know, <laughs> my theater space definitely goes to Zaka Taco, most overrated taco place in Chicago. Las Camalas, the other one, what's it called? Uh, Las Camales. You said they not even all that, and they be packed, huh? <laughs> you know, their burritos are good. They, their burritos yeah. are good, and their quesadillas are good. Their tacos they, suck. Don't get tacos from them. They sound like they the Mexican version of Home of the Hokey. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they are. That's pretty much what they are. You go in there, bro. You go in there. It's always packed, always. And they got the Mexican oh, music okay, playing. Man. I got. I got I, it, what'd you say? I got. I got issues with home of the hoagie and everyone who eats there. You know what? We can make that another segment. Hoagie, yes. hoagie spot, sandwich spots. You, you, you know. You know who who also likes home of the hoagie? Who? R. Kelly. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. When they reopened, when after the fire, and they reopened, like, he showed up. He, like, pulled up in his truck or whatever, and, like, stood on top of the truck and was, like, singing for everybody, and, like, did a little impromptu set, man, like, then went in and got some hokies. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Dude, that's terrible, man. That's terrible. Wow. Well... Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely add that. We'll definitely add that to the mix for the uh, next show. So uh, we're going to get into our last part. Um, we're about to be handing out some awards. I already handed out your Played Yourself Award to, to Jeff Ruby. I don't think uh, no real one quick, else quick, we deserves almost forgot, We almost forgot with all the excitement of having Jordan on the show. We forgot to take a commercial break. Oh man, we sure did. You might have to put that in between one of our breakups. One of the one of. <laughs> All right, I'll try to put it. I'll, I'll probably shoot. I'll put it in here before we finish off the show. We go. We go oh. take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Are you a homophobe? 
Do you suffer from uncomfortable silences from things that you say? Can you hold a conversation without stopping at least five times to ponder on the homosexual content of what you've just said? Hi, I'm Ray Chippendale, and I'm here to tell you about Pause, the new oral spray. Pause. From Old Spice. Now you can avoid uncomfortable situations like this. Gosh, Sean, you always give me the best tasting juice. And this. Yo, son, that nigga Tyson. I was feeling him last night. Oh, oh. And this. Oh, my God. I just love Enrique Iglesias. That's right. All your potentially homosexual statements can be nullified in just one easy spray into your mouth. Pause. So get paused today. In fact, lines are so long for our product, you might just have to come in through the back. Pause. Tell them Ray sent you. Pause. All right. We back. All right. Cool. 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 Um, Like I said, uh, this article, Jeff Ruby in this entire article gets the You Played Yourself Award. Not just him, just the entire article. Chicago Magazine for trying to bite our style. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all get this award, bro. Yeah, man. Told y'all, told y'all on the Cuban Link album, man. Stop biting our stuff. Uh, he said, uh, Jordan just said, uh, thanks for the invite, man. He's having issues. Okay. okay. But uh, that big <laughs> shout out to Jordan from the legendary Stay Oz podcast for joining us today. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, we almost finished with the show, so he 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 was able to get most of his input. We we was able to get some taco spots from him, so thanks for the for that. Uh, our essence of Otis Award. Who you spraying it on, man? Oh man, um, this one I actually did not prepare for, but in light of current events, <laughs> I gotta give it to the NFL refs, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm spraying mines on the, in the on the Super Bowl. Uh, I already wrote in my letter that I'm protesting by not watching, so I'm not coming to see the Super Bowl this year. So uh, I'm spraying my essence fragrance on the Super Bowl itself. So that that's that's gonna be my my fragrance for the day. <laughs> um, any Cuddy Awards? Man, I actually did have one. Um, I forgot who it was though. Um. Man, I forgot I had one in my head. But you can go ahead with yours, man. I ain't gonna hold it up. You know what? I got a message for Tom Brady. Shoot me. Go ahead, shoot me. What you want to do? Hmm? What, you, what, you, what you gonna do? This man, Tom Brady knocks me down a flight of stairs every year. Every year, man. But I'm gonna continue to get back up. I'm gonna continue to get back up like Lorenz Tate did. Now, I'm not gonna go home and choke choke my girl out like he did I, I ain't going that far <laughs> but hey man this Cuddy Ward goes to Tom Brady for continuing to not not only me down a flight of stairs but millions of others <laughs> who were cheering against the Patriots every year and they continue to make these Super Bowl appearances and, and shut everybody's mouths about him not being the gold and all this, the spy gate and all that other stuff, the deflated footballs. Uh, this man basically cemented himself as the GOAT, and uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, so I, I give the Cuddy Award to Tom Brady. Absolutely, man. He, he earned it, man. He earned it. Like, you know, you can say whatever you want about spy gate and deflate gate and, and all of that, man. But when he's on the field, he performs, man. He performs. Yeah. He makes average receivers look like superstars, man. And shouts out to Tony Romo, man. That man predicted almost every play in that game. 
Oh, did he? He, he predicted everything that Tom Brady was going to do, and he did it. It was crazy. It was crazy. When I went back and watched the hot, because I didn't watch that game. I only watched the Saints and Rams game. I didn't watch the Patriots game because I already knew what was going to happen. I went back and watched the highlights. And I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, wait a minute. Is Each highlight, I see... Uh, you know, Tom, not Tom, Tony Romo circle the screen to a, circle a wide receiver and say, This dude's going in motion, but Tom Brady's not going to throw to him. He's going to throw the Gronk on the slant. Boom, he throws the Gronk on the slant every time, dude. I'm like, This dude is a beast. He should be coaching somewhere. He should be coaching the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> but, uh, big shot. With that said, man, I. I even though I'm not watching the Super Bowl, I am going to make a prediction. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, if you recall, that was my original prediction when we had Chris. Yeah. So, um, I, I predicted Patriots and Saints, or Patriots over Saints, but yeah. I, I really got the Patriots now that, they, now that they're playing the Rams. Yeah, I think the only thing that works in the Rams' favor is... Um, they do have a running game. Uh, I mean, the Patriots do too. Um, so, I mean, they're pretty. It, it's, I don't think it's going to be a runaway uh, victory for the Patriots. I think the Rams are going to make them fight because, you know, Sean McVay is a really good coach. Uh, he has his guys prepared. But I, I just don't see the youngster out coaching the veteran in uh, Belichick. I think Belichick going to have his game plan and, and uh, he's going to. He's gonna he's gonna do his thing, and honestly, I will say this too. Um, he didn't get a lot of respect. I know the bad call in the Saints game and the Saints Rams game had a lot to do with him not receiving any type of credit for that victory. But Jared Goff played played his butt off, man. I, I gotta tip my hat off to him. He played his butt off because Gurley was not himself, and he had to pretty much. Put the team in position or for, for his field goal kicker to kick those field goals. But with that said, I think Brady's going to outplay him. And I think uh, Brady's going to be hoisting his sixth trophy. And uh, now you now you now he's going to be now you're going to be talking about not just football, but is Brady one of the greatest? And, and, and I wouldn't put him over Ali. I wouldn't put him over Michael Jordan. Wait, wait, wait. Greatest Hill's athlete definitely. of all time? No, 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 no. Greatest, greatest NFL player. Yeah. Greatest NFL player, yeah, but not greatest of all time. But you know, you know, ESPN gonna go there. Yeah, they, everything is the biggest and the best and the greatest with them. It's like, yeah, they, they gotta be overly hyperbolic with everything. Like, let's not forget what Ali did for the for 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 culture for culture. I, you know what I mean? Let's let's not get beside ourselves, ESPN, please. <laughs> you know. um, last but not least, hidden vibes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what you got cooked up for us? All right. I have an album that came out early 2003 uh, by the artist named, by, by the artist known as Merge. Um, okay. Merge is a rapper that I'm a huge, huge fan of, been a fan of for years, but it all started with this album. The name of the album is The End of the Beginning. Um, it came out on Def Jux uh, Records back in the day, little indie label. Um, I know you're familiar with Def Jux, Rodney. I mm-hmm. hadn't really been paying them attention until this album came out because they had they had LP. I already knew about Company Flow and Aesop Rock and all them, but they didn't really their music didn't grab me like like this album. 
this album was like the most refreshing hip hop album I heard like since probably Common's Resurrection, man. Like the stuff he do have skills. I mean, he still does, but you, you had skills. You had he had very like relatable lyrics, very common sense lyrics, but like you didn't feel that like you had to convert to veganism to know where he was coming from. Like he. he I felt I, the way I feel listening to Murs is the way I assume street cats feel when they listening to Rick Ross. It's like <laughs> it's like he's telling my story for me, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, very relatable stories. He was clearly like a b boy who grew up around a bunch of gangbangers, like, and that's right. that's a story I relate directly to, like, um, you know, the, the the storytelling on this on this album was on point, like. The subject matter he was touching on, the production was on point. He had production from LP, RJD2, uh, Ant from Atmosphere, Belief, Oh No, um, outstanding production and diverse production. He had a song on here about uh, a party that got out of control uh, that he was hosting featuring uh, Shock G and Humpty Hump. Like, I'm like, man, this is, that's a random feature, but the song works. The song works. It sold the album. Um, right. The song on there rapping about, you know, almost getting shot on a block you hang out on because they didn't recognize the car you were in. You know, he's got another song on there where he's rapping about having to go into a, a dead-end day job. You know what I mean? Day after day that you, that you hate. You know, he got another song about cutting off a homeboy that ain't got nothing going on with it with itself. Like... And, you know, just just really relatable stories and lyrics. And it's like, you know, he, he was a, he was just a he was a rapper for the everyday man, and I appreciated him, and I appreciated this album, and I strongly suggest anybody check it out if, if they they looking for something in that vein. Dope, dope, dope. So I wrote all that down. Yeah, I do like I I love Murs, man. That, that he's been underrated for years, man. Underrated for years. And, uh, you know, he, one of my personal favorites from his collection was uh, Murray's Revenge, um, had one of my favorite uh, Ninth Wonder tracks of all time uh, on there. It, it's, you know, Murray's is dope, man. Murray's is dope. Yeah, most underrated MC ever, I believe. Like. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Definitely. Uh, I, I had a, I got a hidden album. Um, I actually bumped into the. I had a bootleg copy of this album from Dr. Wax. Uh, it was an import, and I'm like, oh, let, let me check it out because I loved his his delivery on Jay Dilla's "Welcome to Detroit" album. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get this dude a chance. And uh, this was like, uh, it was a no brainer that I had to pick it up, and I put it in, and I'm like, man, this is. This is this is nice, man. Straight head vibe, bobbing. Um, a few Jay Dilla produced tracks. It's from rapper Fat Cat. The Undeniable LP came out in 2004. I don't know if you heard this one in. No, no. Yeah, uh, actually, MC Bree made an appearance on this album, which. Uh, he had a nice contribution, nice uh, song. Yeah, uh, Dwelly's on there, Black Milk, Slum Village, got a song on there. And then the last song on the album is called 1,000 Jiggas. 
Yeah, I'm replacing <laughs> that. And then it's featuring Obi Trice. So, and a couple of other like Detroit artists. But, bro, it, it's a pretty grimy, uh, hardcore, underground hip hop record. If you want just good beats, um, dope rhymes, this is definitely the album for you. Fat Cat kind of has, he kind of, his style kind of reminds you of Benny Siegel. He kind of always felt like, I'll call him like a Detroit version of Benny Siegel. Um, real edgy, but uh, very good, very good album. And I recommend that uh, to anyone. He only had two albums, too, after that. He had Cardi, Cardi Blanche. I don't know if you heard that album that came out in 2007. No, I don't own any Fat Cat album. Oh, okay. Uh, that was the, that was a dope project too. I, so, I used uh, to hear him on like you know, of course, Slum Villages stuff. He was wasn't he on a couple of JD projects, J Della projects? Yeah, he was on Welcome to Detroit. Um, I don't I know what also I, I, the, on. Um, wasn't he on? Uh, I think he was on the the the, the mixtapes too that came out. I'm pretty sure he was on. Um, what's the one with the blue cover? Oh. Uh, um, Oh, he was on Rough Draft too. Yep, you're right. He was on Rough Draft too. Uh, Jay Stay Paid, though. I think he was on that. He was on Jay Stay Paid. Yep, he and was on he that was too. On, uh, he was, yeah, you're right. He was, he was definitely on Welcome to Detroit. I just never. I used to never see his album like anywhere. They didn't. It wasn't a lot of copies, man. I, like I said, I had a bootleg version of the album. I didn't even have the original copy. So. I know the second album, Carte Blanche, came out, and you know the regular CD. I ended up getting that. I remember, I remember purchasing that album. Um, but I, I, the first album, the Undeniable LP, that's hard to find, man. You probably could find it on YouTube. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm actually looking it up on. Uh, Spotify, because I don't know. I don't even know if Spotify has it. But let's see. Oh, they actually um, reissued it. Okay. Okay. Oh, it, yeah, it's on here. It's on here. Undeniable LP. It's on here. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Spot. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, check it out. It's, it's, it's not bad, dude. I ain't saying it's a classic album, but I was. It, it, I, I. I was. Uh, this was 2004, so I was. Still going to heat and air condition school in my Chevy Celebrity, bumping <laughs> this. Yeah, man. Dodging, dodging, <laughs> man. Dude, my wife was like, my wife was like, man, his first mistake. Like, you hear a dude going, he was like, you never look over. Like, you never. Yeah, I mean, women. See, women can contest to that because they get, they get it all the time. You know, yeah. from dudes when they walk past. Hey, hey, girl, you know, and for me, it was kind of like, man, <laughs> I, I'm trying not to get robbed, but then it turned out to be something else, you know, <laughs> so, uh, but that's it for our show, man. I appreciate the contributions. Uh, we'll uh, see if we could get another episode going in before the Super Bowl. And uh, again, I'm not watching the Super Bowl and have fun. Uh, hope everything goes well. I'm I'm focused on basketball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm with you now, man. I'm with you now. I'm official. I officially jumped off 
I'll be back on next next year, but uh, I'm done. I'm done with football. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, next week's show, and we got. I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know where. You just shoot me a text, man. Where you want to go with the beer space? We got sandwiches, but uh, we can go somewhere else too with this with that whole deal too. Yeah, man. I mean, like it's just so many types of restaurants out there, man. And you just got just plain old dinner spots, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't even necessarily theme restaurants. You got steak joints. I, I love you get steak, man. Um, yeah. Got a uh, 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 man shoot Chinese food too, man. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Chinese food. Yep, that's what I wanted to do because I got a good one for you, and I got a man. <laughs> Woo! I got a good one. I, for I love you. to hear it, man. I love to hear it. I'm oh like, yeah. This this was this. And, and this one gets a huge stairs face because it happened when we were taking the speaker out. Mm. Yeah. It's bad, bro. I definitely share that with you. And the fans, of course. <laughs> so with that said, I would like to say thanks again for dropping in on the show. Absolutely, man. And uh, listen to these hot tunes, these fire tunes that end have in store for you after the show and uh, we'll see you on the next one alright B B B car la vie suit son cours et l'on est tout heureux d'être amoureux